You are listening to the weekly sermon from the Canton United Methodist Church in Canton, South Dakota. We're a church that strives to make disciples of Jesus Christ who make a difference. To learn more, visit us at cantonsdumc.org. And now, here's Pastor Clay. Our scripture this morning comes to us from the book of 1 Thessalonians in chapter 5, verses 16, 17, and 18. And I read this morning from the New Revised Standard Version. Paul tells the church, Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Would you pray with me? Holy and gracious God, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be holy and acceptable to you. For you, O God, are our rock, and you are our redeemer. And we give you thanks for who you are as we say together, Amen. So I want to talk this morning as we begin this message series about a guy named Rat, uh, Matt Redman. It happens. It's all good. Matt Redman is a popular Christian artist, and if that name sounds familiar to you, that's because we've sung two, and then we're going to sing another Matt Redman song today. Matt Redman is, is the mastermind behind the song 10,000 Reasons, Blessed Be Your Name. Better is one day in your courts than thousands elsewhere. Never let go. And the song that we just sang called The Heart of Worship. The Heart of Worship came to Matt Redman, came into his life during a season of life where he was a worship leader at a church in Watford, England. And the church found itself in a little bit of a period of discernment, of wonder, of asking the question, who exactly are we? And what is it that we are supposed to be doing? Now, back in, thir- 20, 000, or back in 2013, uh, Matt Redman sat down with the BBC to do an interview, and I have a portion of that interview I want us to listen to this morning. It was actually written as a very personal thing for me, and I didn't realize it could be something that was congregational. I, I was at a church in Watford called Soul Survivor Watford. It's part of the Anglican Church. And um, we had this crazy little season where the pastor guy called Mike Pilavachi, he said, right, you know, um, we love to worship through song, but I think we should refocus a bit and make sure that we're not leaning on all the props like the sound system and, you know, who's leading worship and what songs. He said, so we're going to get in a room with just our voices and our Bibles, strip it all away and check that we can still bring an offering to God. And so I wrote this little song describing what happened. It says, when the music fades, all is stripped away. And I simply come longing just to bring something that's of worth, that will bless your heart. I'll bring you more than a song. And then the, the chorus says, I'm coming back to the heart of worship. Like I said, when I first wrote it, I thought that was my little thing. But then figured out, actually, those words seem to relate to other people. When I first wrote that song, I thought it was my offering. But I realized that those words related to other people. That's what Matt Redmond said about the heart of worship. And by sharing that this morning, I don't want us to think that we're in the same position as Soul Survivor Church was. But the reality is, is that we find ourselves in a period of our calendar where going back to the basics might be super beneficial and really good for us. Because I hate to state the obvious and I really hate to be the bearer of bad news, but summer is basically over. Right? After church today, we're going to go, (laughs) I see Jordan shaking his head. I'm sorry, Jordan, I'm really sorry. (laughs) 
After worship, we're going to head up to the school to pray for the upcoming school year. And next year, or next week, rather, we are going to be doing our blessing of the backpacks because school does indeed start on, on August 17th. We are about to enter a time in life where our schedules are changing, our calendar is filling up, and some of us are entering into entirely new realities. Autumn starts kindergarten on August 17th, and Dad is having a little bit of a hard time with it. Or maybe you find yourself with your oldest going off to college, and you're about to become empty nesters. No matter what shift is about to happen, a shift is about to happen. And so we have this message series today, starting today, that's designed to help us bring us back to the heart of worship and bring us back to some basics to hang on to when life shifts and when shifts happen in unexpected ways. And so we begin with this today. We begin with prayer. Simple, basic prayer. We begin with Paul's words to the Thessalonians, Paul's specific instruction to the church to pray without ceasing. Here in our scripture for this morning, we have Paul saying to the church, giving to them what one commentary I read this week called a string of pearls of good advice, to rejoice always to pray without ceasing, to give thanks in all circumstances. And then catch this part with me. This is the will of God in Christ Jesus for your life. This is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. This is the will of God that we would pray. And it doesn't get more basic than that. And I think that there's a reason why churches like Soul Survivor and people like you and me get distracted because we are all seeking God's will for our lives in one way or another. We are all seeking to answer that question, what are we doing here? What am I supposed to do with my life? What is it that will fill this big God-sized hole in my life? And we think of those questions, we think of those things, and the answer cannot possibly be as simple as prayer. A question that big, a question that chewy, a question that important couldn't possibly be answered by prayer. That's what we think sometimes, right? And so we go from one answer to the other. It can't possibly be prayer, so it has to be something else. And we think that we have the answer once and for all. Until we don't. And it is in that moment that life shifts. And when we think about it, we know that God doesn't change. And so what has to have shifted is us. What has to have shifted is our life. But what if the answer is prayer all along? 
Friends, as you read Scripture, you will find that there are not very many places where we are so explicitly told what the will of God is. And here it is in 1 Thessalonians of all places. As simple and as basic as someone could say it, pray without ceasing. But the obvious problem is that it isn't simple at all. Paul's words are not simple. Praying without ceasing is not easy because the world is busy and it operates at a pace that is so frantic and it all happens amid calendars that are just too full. It's not easy because we are prone to distraction. And it's not easy because it's all too easy. It's not easy because it's all too easy. Pray. This is what God desires for us. It's consistency. It's constancy. It is throwing off those distractions and throwing off those false answers that pile up and pull us away from God's words to the Thessalonians, to Paul's words to the Thessalonians, to Paul's words to the church at large. It is consistency that God wants. Think again about the scripture this morning. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances. This is the will of God in Christ Jesus for your lives. The problem is, is that not only do we struggle with distraction, we struggle with resolve. It's okay for us to admit that we hear Paul's words in Scripture this morning. And we are already ready to throw in the towel. We cannot possibly think about living up to such a high expectation that we pray without ceasing. Because we hear those words of pray without ceasing and we start to think about all the other things that we like to do. Did you know that preseason NFL football started on Thursday? Did you know that Major League Baseball is back from the All-Star break? Did you know that in the state of South Dakota, the first allowable football practice is tomorrow for high school athletes, and the first allowable, allowable volleyball practice is Thursday? Did you know that Netflix exists? I'm saying, there are things that we get distracted by. All of these things are outside of the realm of praying without ceasing. Those can't possibly, we can't possibly be expected to do all of those things. And so we not only are in trouble of not only praying without ceasing, sometimes, friends, we just cease to pray. But fear not, children of God. Praying without ceasing does not mean that we can't go to a volleyball match or to a football game because we have to take that time to pray. Praying without ceasing does not mean that we have to feel guilty for binge-watching the last season of Stranger Things. <laughs> How's it feeling under that bus, Christy? Christy? 
We, praying without ceasing does not mean that we are prohibited from taking a nap or reading a book. I spent all this last week at a retreat for higher ground, a program through the Dakotas Conference, where we did things that grounded us in prayer. We prayed the office of the hours. We walked through a prayer labyrinth. We were given an afternoon and assigned two and a half hours to do nothing else but pray. And I did all of those things. But I also still read half a book about Pope Benedict and still watched a couple of episodes of NCIS on Netflix. And I did that while still feeling faithful to the spirit of higher ground. But more importantly, I did that while still feeling faithful to Paul's instructions to pray without ceasing. So what does it mean to pray without ceasing? What does it mean to make prayer a basic part of our life of faith? I think first it starts with admitting and repenting of our narrow definition of what we think prayer is. When we hear pray without ceasing, we think about us talking and God listening. But prayer is so much more. We think about the meal, the, the, the prayer we say before our meals, and prayer is so much more. We think of the ways that we hope for the best of outcomes for our friends and loved ones in the midst of medical crisis, but prayer is so much more than that. Like, don't get me wrong, prayer is that, and that's all very important, but prayer is even more. In her book called Sacred Rhythms, Ruth Haley Barton puts it this way, prayer is all the ways in which we communicate with God and commune with God. And then she goes on to say that the fundamental purpose of prayer is a deeper intimacy with God. Prayer is just as much about our silence as it is about our words. Prayer is an exercise in deep listening to what God will reveal to us if only we will take the time and throw off the distractions and simply be the people of God in prayer. And I think the second thing that we need to do to make this a basic is to evaluate our calendars our calendars that are too full, our schedules that are too busy, and see what it would look like to pray without ceasing. It can be as simple as setting a timer for a certain time every day and then insisting upon that as a prayer time. It can be as complex as any ritual you can think of. Or it can simply be breathing in and breathing out and knowing that God is with you. Friends, no matter how you eventually do it, no matter how we do it, it is essential, vital, basic, and it all brings us back to the heart of worship. Would you pray with me? Loving Christ, we give you thanks for the opportunity that we have to be your people in prayer. We thank you for the opportunity for evaluation, contemplation, 
and change that you give to all of us as we seek to be people that pray without ceasing. Jesus, we repent of the times where we've made things harder than we need to. And in the midst of those things being harder, we have given up. Not taken our call to live our lives in you seriously. And so now we simply ask you would bring us back to the basics. Speak to us in the midst of our hearts of how you would have us to pray. Give us the courage to insist upon it. Give us the resolve to truly pray without ceasing and to yield all parts of our lives over to you. In your love and in your name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's sermon from the Canton United Methodist Church. Join us in person or online at 10 o'clock every Sunday morning for worship. And now go in peace and serve the Lord. I want to encourage you after the message to head over to our YouTube channel and click the subscribe button. Over on YouTube, you will find videos of our entire worship service, a video cast of our weekly Cut for Time conversation with Pastor Clay and Eric, songs from our praise band One Way Up, and a bunch of other great things as well. Just search for Canton United Methodist Church. It would mean a lot to have you subscribe.